See? And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got a lot to talk about. Ooh. Yes, we do. Because this is going to be short form or long form? Short pause. No, long pause. <laughs> I think it's going to be long. I don't know. You we never know. At least, at least I'm know. not sweating this time. The yeah, Arizona, thank, thank God. You, thank you, Trina. Yes. Trina took care of us. If you listen, yes. we appreciate that. Yeah, I don't think she listens. You might want to tell her. <laughs> we probably could. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anybody. I, I mentioned it in the pre-show or post-show. I was pimping the uh, podcast. Yeah, you know, I haven't looked at it in a while. Then again, I've been out, so. Yeah. yeah we're, we're just you, glad you're you back, been, Scott. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I've as everyone who does listen, those four people, uh, I've had a bit of anxiety. Yeah. And uh, my doctor's been trying to help me, and I've been on six different medications in seven, seven days. days yeah. And uh, had kind of a, let's say, a, a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good way to describe it. The good it. news is, is you're back. Yes. yes. You're feeling better. Yeah, I had, a, I had a bad reaction to one of the pills. It was awful. Ended up in the ER, and uh, but now I'm fine. I'm doing better. I like the hand good. motion yes. in case yes. they're watching on YouTube. Yes. You yes. are fine. I'm doing, giving the okay sign. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We are so thankful. Yes. yes. Trust me. Well, you but hey. You're thankful. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are trying to navigate that. And yes. I'm sure there's, I mean, according to the doctors we were talking to, they were saying there's a lot of people struggling. Well, and that was when I was in the ER. They were like, yeah, you are not the first person to come in with uh, issues like panic attack or whatever. So, yeah, right. No, I get it. It's real, dude. Well, we got breaking news that kind of maybe, I don't know if oh, it'll help. Ooh. COVID-19 breaking news? Well, it's, we're not going to overdo it. We haven't done it, it in a while. Yeah. Let's, Let's do see. one. Come on. Let's see if I hit the see right button. got it. Good luck. Oh, yeah. COVID-19 breaking news. Your governor has opened the state. Yes. To phase, phase one. one. Phase one. So yes. everybody's asking, aren't they, Scott? Yes, oh, everybody yeah. wants to know. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? We don't have a clue. <laughs> well, we Yay. have we have scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is the this is the oh, this is the problem, I think. Yeah. It's cuz there's a lot of different people that have scenarios yeah. and there's a lot of different approaches. And as we're navigating ours, the only thing that we're probably comfortable saying is we will not even think about reopening until june 7th the first sunday that would even be a possibility of opening our doors there's a couple of reasons for that one being we don't really know who's available to serve and what that serving will look like so we're making those phone calls and those contacts to go because we're not sure it would involve kids or not involve kids. All of those decisions have to be made based on social distancing guidelines and the way you want to do ministry. So Christy A. and the children's people are going, now how are we going to do this if they're they're not going to stay six feet apart? Kid don't know to do that or not do that, especially the younger they are. So she, we were just discussing all that, and I said, look, we're not in a rush. So let's try to be safe, try to be responsible and think through that side of it. Um, as far as the convention center, we think we can make it work with certain amount of people. And we were mapping all that out, but it is a little silly in some ways because we're trying to go who gets in and who doesn't get in. Right. It's tricky. It's all of that is complicated. So, cause there's a way restricted numbers, 25%, which for our big room makes us still have a pretty good bit, but still, complicated it's extremely complicated it is and you know we've got the call into them and we're kind of waiting on word back from them that you know of what they're willing to do and can do and they they're managed by a different company here recently so anyway so we're, we're getting that process started and the dialogue has begun yeah i think that's the other part like some people go like i've heard other churches and they're varying degrees on that yes like a broadmoor which they came out and said nope we're not going to do it. And then I think they said Cypress said, no, we're going to do it. I don't know that there's a right or a wrong because I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. And I think everybody's trying to navigate the best they can. But I do think that the pressure for churches that have buildings and facilities probably is slightly elevated compared to ours in the sense that there's things you have to pay for. <laughs> Yes, And so we're very thankful. If you are giving to the Simple Church and continuing to give, it's a big deal because it's taken on some of the pressure off to go, 
Okay, we don't have to worry about that. We have very minimal cost of overhead to operate, which most churches, that's not the case. So we're thankful for that. But still, as we're moving forward, we're going, all right, what does that look like? And I know a lot of people are just frustrated and ready to see each other and ready to get back together. Uh, we had that uh, Donna Zilska's drive-by memorial, and people were so excited mm-hmm. to see each other. So I get it, and, and I'm ready to see people. Even our very important um, listener, Mark, he says, I didn't like y'all's last podcast. <laughs> yes, Mark yeah. didn't handle that yeah, one no, well. He, well, because, he's not going to handle this one well. No, he will, no. because it was all theory. Right. Everything I said, and, and again, <laughs> it is theory because these are what people smarter and outside of our world of influence, not just a local church going on. These are people that are going, hey, man, on the grand scheme, these are some scenarios that could play out. We don't know that those are our scenarios. We're going, right. but what if that's the case? Shouldn't we be thinking that? Shouldn't we be looking to go, all right, God, what are you trying to accomplish and what are you trying to do because we definitely not smart enough to know but i can say i think y'all would agree it's just going to be different yes mm-hmm. i mean i don't think anybody would go if, if you're every other pew or you're because i'm going back like that i am curious which we haven't talked to cypress we can call johnny i guess go but i'm like going how are you gonna do kids stuff because right. i know daycares are an operation but the reason i think a daycare is an operation because it is an essential thing for a working parent well, and funny you mentioned daycares because, because that, when you think about it, I'm yeah. going. I could see that, and they'd go, "Look, we got to work with it." But a church, uh, I heard Joel Osteen, for example, on the radio coming mm-hmm. in. He said they've asked us not to meet. We're not going to meet, right? So it don't matter what everybody says. What the we we just believe it's the safest, smartest thing to do to go. We're not putting them back in. So sorry, go back yeah, to daycare. Well, I was talking to Christy A yesterday myself also, and if you go with the daycare regulations, they're extremely strict right now. Yeah, but what's interesting, we say that, mm-hmm. but I drove by a daycare, uh-huh. no names. <laughs> to remain nameless. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I did. I drove by it. I mean, they're all out. They're playing on the playground. There ain't no restrictions. <laughs> well... Oh. That's, and this is why I'm saying that is like, I'm sure those, okay, I went to a uh, fast, not a fast food restaurant, <laughs> but like a, a convenience store. Ooh, a to, C store. To check out. See, you can tell I don't have my sponsored McDonald's come out of different. Why'd you do that? It was just because I was, it was easier. You cheated on them. Yeah. So I went by there <laughs> and the guy had his mask on his chin. <laughs> I mean, it don't, I, I ain't hating. I ain't turning any men. I'm just saying. It's all, you know, there may be a guideline or there may be this is what's going on. But if you think everybody is crossing every T and dotting every I, come on, man. Well, just like yesterday when I was at Sam's, I did the self-checkout. I'm touching the little thing, you know, to scan my stuff. And there wasn't nobody wiping it out. No, there's nobody coming behind me wiping it down because a lady came right behind me that was shopping just like me and she checked out. Nobody wiped it down. And only... A handful of the employees were in masks. Most of them weren't. Yeah. It's, Sorry, Sam's. I may have sold you out. Well, I'm just saying that I think we're all trying to figure out what the new norm is and how this is going to work. And do you do? And we. So then you put in church. Like, so every person that's there, we're required. Like, say we're opening. Just, I would assume it's mask required. Other than the preacher? <laughs> Surely you don't have to wear one. No, but but then I'm going. <laughs> but should. what? But what difference? I mean, but in some ways, it's like, why do I get a pass? Well, because you're protected by God. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> don't, don't make me get stupid early. This early. I'm just like, I mean, no, but, it's complicated. Because all, all I'm saying is, that's the irony of all of it. It's like, well, because again. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, let me just say this morning, I listened to a podcast. You're talking mm-hmm. about the preacher being exempted or whatever. So the West Wing of the White House now, what a they're mess. all wearing masks, except, well, not all. except Trump and Pence. Yeah, and Pence is now, didn't he separate it or something because his people got it? One of his, his yes. he's quarantined. Yeah, yeah. several. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is, you know, we don't know. It's right. all on. You know, I was just listening to radio. We're recording. This is Tuesday around ten thirty, mm-hmm. and the Fauci's on there, and they're barraging him with all the. He's. It's all a guess. One of the questions was right before I walked in here. Can you tell us? Uh, will you have a rise in the fall? He said, 
guys, I've been telling, we don't know. Right. You know, we don't know, but we would assume yes. It would make sense. It would, but you know, so they were going. It's the same questions without answers because we don't know. And I like how they try to hold you to it too. Yeah, that's what. No. Oh, and then one of the (laughs) no names, a guy says, "Can you guarantee? Now, how how is this guy on the stand going to guarantee anything? Who is he? Is he God? He said, "Can you guarantee?" And you should have heard Fauci. It was so funny. Yeah, and then it went to the FDA or somebody from the FDA. That we are going to have a, a um, what's the word like vaccine, vaccine <laughs> and that it would be free, yeah. and the guy goes, "How am I going to guarantee that?" Right, <laughs> like it don't even make. But like, I like how you patted your arm like a baseball sign. I, I couldn't remember what it was called. I've had, I don't know if I have oh. sleep deprivation. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I do think it's funny how they're just trying to back him in a corner. And he's just like, guys, this is the first time any of us have done this. Yeah, it just, I will say they're, they're trying to, well, they're trying to go off of the 1918 Spanish flu is what they're, they're thinking COVID may do, which the 1918 Spanish flu did have a resurgence in the fall. And then they had it. Then I like Scott bringing like 1918. But then once again, None of us were alive back then, I don't think. There may be somebody still alive, but probably not. They so. wrote some stuff down, I bet. Yeah, we'll probably. <laughs> bet they sat down out a pen somewhere. Right, uh, Jim, Jim, we lost another one. Put a click down. That's called history. Just give me a guarantee we'll have a vaccine. Give me a guarantee it'll be. And I'm sitting there thinking, some people want us to do the same thing. Tell us when we're coming back to church or Right. Well, there. I don't think. And I think it's probably just a basic human need for some stability. When you you think about (laughs) when you think about the last eight weeks or what have you, it's like I don't blame them. I mean, everybody's just scratching for answers, like normal. Can we? When is it going to be normal? And and the truth is, it's going to be a new normal. Yeah, for sure. Because aren't they requiring like if you are in public, like a store, you have to wear a mask? Right now, it is. But, but as as the servers, or like if you're a cashier, yeah, but not or, as a no, not as a customer, not as oh, a customer. I thought everyone had to. No, they they would like you to. I just, I but the know. employees have to wear one. But if you're coming to church, you would have to. I, I, I think so, weird. unless it's outside. I think that's <gasps> correct. Let's do outdoor symbol church. <laughs> yeah, where are you gonna do that? Yeah. Now they'll go back to Cypress Lake. <laughs> yeah, I've chipped love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's nice out there today. Oh it yeah, is. it's beautiful Woo. right now. But Just wait until mid July. <laughs> that and that's the thing is, so we'll we'll fit, we're working on it. Speaking of nice weather, yes, you were out in the weather last. It was week. not nice weather, John. <laughs> what what happened, Justin? <sighs> I think you need to debrief oh. that experience a little bit. Yeah, you don't have to name names. No, mm-hmm. I will definitely name names because they're partly responsible. <laughs> Partly. Daniel Nelson called me and said, I'm going to take the boys camping. Do you want to get in on that? (laughs) That's where you should have said, no thanks. I never want to get in on camping. (laughs) I'm not a big camper. Now, there's a reason I'm not a big camper. I'm not. I think it's because we grew up with my dad. Jake Leg. I totally agree. Ghetto kind of halfway getting through this i appreciate you dialing that yeah. back i mean just a, we're in a camper with like a package of ding-dongs and a then a package of little wieners to eat that's all you got you got ding-dongs we i mean in the back of a truck with hot and we're going to holly beach uh, have you ever been to holly beach i don't even know hey, don't is. ask down hey. in south louisiana it's like oh. mosquitoes the size of your hand it's holly so funny beach. you bring that up because that thought just popped in my head and actually the beach we went to was called dung beach dung that's exactly what it was <laughs> was it on the gulf yes, yes. that sounds but this beautiful. is what but my dad was about saving money or whatever do you remember so that's what i'm saying we didn't have hardly anything to eat it was just do you remember mom's pitiful. response to that whole situation because no, this is adventures know. of jutton buddy by the I way a remember. little mini version yeah I so if, I'm just going, I'm, on, you were a lot you look so sad i know bringing back bad it was rough now, this Imagine, is, like, we didn't have decent stuff. I'm talking about literally barely had food of whatever we're doing, a package of wieners, and maybe a box of ding-dongs look, this, winging it. This is no exaggeration. So we go down to this beach. We're, we're, we're sleeping in the back of a pickup truck. 
Yeah, not a tent on the. You ever been on the back of the okay. uh, yeah. bed? Yeah. All right, so not, the mosquitoes. A couple of nights. Yeah. The mosquitoes were so big, they were like small birds. Yeah. Oh, All right. With it, with and they... mom, <laughs> mom finally got so angry because she was the red yes. in the family. That's where we get it from, in case you're wondering. Yeah. She finally said, "That's it," and we packed up and went to a motel. Thank God. Now, a motel, in case you don't know kids that are listening, a motel is where the door opens out to the parking lot. Yes. A but hotel was, means the door opens out to a hallway. It was much better, though, to be in a <laughs> motel than in the back of the truck. Because we had air yes. conditioning and screens oh. and no skeeters. So I got not great experiences in the past, but it's yeah. 2020. Yeah, things have got to be better in yeah. 2020 when it comes to camping. <laughs> I, I, For the record, I tried to help. I know you did. But when it comes to Daniel Nelson... Daniel Nelson is uh, Mr. Positive. He's going, man, we're going, this is going to be awesome. And for some reason, he loves camping. He's I do always too. talking about it. I do too. I don't know why. So this is why I don't like it. Number one, it costs you more than you think it's going to cost. Yes. So when somebody says it's cheap or it's going to save you money, that's a lie. <laughs> you got to go buy camp, I mean, tents. And here's why I say you buy a tent. Daniel said, I got a nice tent. He brings that joker out there that me and him are going to sleep in. The boys are in a, a nicer tent. I had offered, and we were going to bring yours because Scott was going to do it. I was like, oh, Daniel, I've got a tent. We don't need to do that. His might have been – all the seams had melted together from wherever <laughs> he had stored it in the 150-degree heat in his oh, attic. Oh, gosh. And then when the nice rainstorm came in, we had a little bit of weather come through. <laughs> yes, Understatement. <laughs> and I reach over in the night. And and I touched the ground, and my hand goes underwater in the tent. <laughs> I'm thinking, we got a problem. Now, the only thing that saved me in the tent was that I had gone to Walmart and spent $7 on a new inflatable uh, bed, whatever right. that is, a mattress. Air mattress. Daniel said, oh, I don't need that. I, I got mine that I've had or whatever. Well, about <laughs> 2 in the morning, his is totally flat, and he's sitting straight up in the tent. I said, man, what what's going on? Man, I got heartburn so bad I can I can, I can barely breathe. I said, well, did you bring any medicine? No, I didn't really think of that. That that all of this is. So I said, well, I did, Daniel Boone. You know what I'm saying? It's out there in the. Oh, so at two in the gosh. morning, we're going through that, and then the wind was blowing. That that was another storm came through. And Daniel, the whole time, I said, Daniel, isn't it supposed to be bad weather? It's just gonna be a light rain. It's going to be a light rain. So when that wind was blowing at 100 miles an hour before the storm came in, I said, we're going to be vampires. He's like, what? I said, them limbs are going to break off of them trees over us and pierce our heart in this tent. And we're going to be laying here dead when these people come up on us. Man, I, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, I did. <laughs> so everything, everything flooded. Everything got soaking wet. The rain continued oh. all the way until noon the next day. So from about 5 in the morning till noon, it's just thunder, lightning, high winds. So all the kids, which do you think a teenager is going to respond in a positive way? <laughs> uh, no. Not like No. Me. So they're just standing oh, there. I'm like, put your hands on something. We got to get this stuff loaded, Daniel. I guess we're not going to stay another night. Another night? <laughs> you have no wet... No dry clothes. Everything's wet. Sleeping bags are wet. Tents are wet. He said another night. How are you going to st- No, Daniel. We're at, We're done. He's oh. like, yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Oh. And that was with, we had a like a, a cooking tent. So you have all this crap out there. To cooking tents. And he forgot the propane. He was going, <laughs> we didn't ever even get to that point. Wood. He got wood from your house uh-huh. because he was going to use green wood. That had never been burnt and was going to just turn into a smoke pit. Fresh cut down tree. Yeah. That's oh Daniel's. Daniel Boone was going to have that. And I said, man, that won't burn. What do you mean it won't burn? It's got a season. It, it's not. He don't even know. So we did get that. Uh-huh. But this is the truth on that. I didn't even tell you this. Okay. So they get the campfire going over. And Daniel, it's daylight, probably 630. I said, dude, it's probably still two hours for dark. <laughs> it all it's, burned up. That joker, he, he goes, tie y'all who, Kate, y'all need to start the fire or whatever. We burn up every bit of wood before it even got dark. The kids are having to go scavenge in the dark. I said, and then Caden's going, 
Dad, you told me y'all burn up all the wood. I'm like, Daniel, you told them to start it. Oh, this is so gosh. good. That's so all the wood I had, man. So, man, we found a limb, and all the boys had to drag this limb. We, they had like little toy hatchets and like a hacksaw. <laughs> he brought a hacksaw, <laughs> and they're cutting this stuff up, and trying to put it on there. I'm like, God, uh, why did I do this? Yes, that's. But good the stuff. reason uh. I did is because. Moments make memories, John, and yeah. it was a moment son with was my there. seventeen-year-old yes. son. But here's the best teachable lesson for Ian: it's he's soaking wet, he's cold. We almost all of our vehicles get stuck. I'm the only one that has four-wheel drive, so my son's Caden has like a Honda, you know, little little car, like uh-huh. a, I don't know, it's like a Civic, but we're in w- mud, water. <laughs> he don't know how to get out, so I said, "Look, I'm gonna walk you a path to get out of here." And he starts letting off the gas. I'm like, just floor it. Don't don't let off the gas. Because if he lets off, he's stuck. Uh-huh. So he's sideways. There's all there's other campers out there. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, so that boy, awesome. <laughs> I mean, winding up, mud slinging everywhere, and he gets out. And then I'm like, Ian, because I had to get the trailer with Ian's truck. Uh-huh. Ian said, I ain't driving, man. I was like, well, then get in. And, man, I had to floor it slinging mud everywhere oh. and getting everything out of there so then when we get done we're standing out there everybody's wet it's mud everything's going on. i said ian now you know why your diddy don't like camping <laughs> he was like i think i'm with you because oh. there's no guarantee like that weather was not supposed to come in that night it's supposed to come in the next right day. yeah it came in a night early because i was going to get out of there my goal was i'll go spend the day with them spend one night and i'm gone get ready for mother's day no it got me we all were together so, Scott, this past weekend, you and your parents went a different route. Yes. Where'd y'all go? Beaver's Bend. And that, what's up there that's very important? Cabins. Oh, yes. That's you didn't kinda, stay in a cabin. No, we no, did not no, stay in a cabin. But around, but I will say, there. Beaver's Bend is where I camp quite often. And here's like, my... Hold, hold on. Yeah. Who are... Who, <laughs> when you say quite often... Come on, man. Are you, I mean, you have to well, have a weekend I haven't, I haven't once been, a month? Hold on now. Oh, this is good. Up until recently, when I say recently, past couple of years, but generally I went up there probably five or six times a year camping. I like how you gave me a head nod. Uh, yeah. I don't, but, I've never heard but, of you camping, and I've been around you uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like goes, an, I'm an yeah. onion. I'm an onion. I just peel back those layers. Okay. But no, but at Beaver's Bend, unlike where you were, first know, of all. Caddo Lake. First of all, it's beautiful. There's it's not beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving you the comparison. Completely clear, nice water. Can't see through the water. <laughs> There's padded tent sites. No padded. Lady didn't even mow the grass yeah. where we were going to camp. She I said, "Daniel, is this where we're going?" He's like, "Dad, he's like, "Dad." Yeah. Well, I just called it was a good price or whatever. They didn't even mow the grass that we were getting. <laughs> oh my god. Padded tents with water and electricity. No water, no electricity. Oh yeah. yeah. So, and we got, Free wasp. We had a grill. <laughs> there was a grill there. And Daniel, neck down, grabs it and starts dragging it closer to the tent. This is when the weather was nice. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I'm talking about these jokers start flying out of there. Do you have any and wasp spray every, with you? No. 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 Of course they're I all, knew that. They're answer. all running around. Ah! Ty jumps in the truck, slams the door, won't get out. I ain't getting out. And then I try to be brave. This is where I'm telling on myself and Daniel, if he is here, he'd tell you the truth. I'm like. Let's we go to the the little hut thing and we ask the lady like, ma'am, ma'am, you got like hornet, the murder hornets are out there on that lot. Thank you. I got Japan murder hornets trying to kill us out there. And I said, can I get some spray or whatever? And she looks spray. We're like, it's your grill. There's murder hornets on our lot, which you didn't mow. But we ain't getting into that. Oh, she goes, oh, and I need the extra thirty for tomorrow. This is where the money comes back in again. Oh. <laughs> so we paid nearly $100 for that experience. Yeah. Give me a break. That's that's just for the lots and everything. $30? It was $30 a night, so I think it was 60 something dollars or whatever. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I ain't even getting into all that. We're, we'll go back. So we get the hornet. She does find some spray. We go out there and we kill a few. But then there's one. There's always that one that mm. he snuck away, and then he's coming back. to. He's going to make somebody pay. So I said, that's me and you, buddy. So I took my hat off, and he had thumped Daniel's head. He came up and said, <laughs> and Daniel said, that dude just thumped my head. I said, tell him to come get some of me. 
and Daniel wishes we'd have videoed it. Oh, but uh. I'm dude, that was squared up on me. Have you ever seen a not no, dude? I'm talking about you. Can ask Ian them. He levitated in front of my face like I'm finna come get you. <laughs> And I'm like, well, then you want some of me? Let's go. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're we're going at it back and forth. This is true. Like, and, that, and the next thing I know, I'm flat on my back. <laughs> I am laid. I don't even know. It was like somebody punched me in my face, and I'm laid. And they're all hysterically laughing. I would do. Oh. And Daniel god. goes, I've never seen a human do that, and I don't know how I did. Still, this day, we don't know. I was upright boxing this wasp. <laughs> And the next thing I know, I was flat on my back. Oh, wow. And we went back later, and my handprints were stuck in the ground where I landed on my, I mean. what? Why'd you fall? Well, we didn't know at the time, but while I was airboxing him, there was a big rock. Oh. And, I, and, and that wash knew that. <laughs> and he kept pushing me and coming a little more at me, uh-huh. and he drove me back, and I fell. But here, I got. But did little, you get the wash? Oh, yeah. Because he kind of flew off, and I had to shake it off because I was, like, being punch drunk, literally, like, what in the world happened? So I said, where's that spray or whatever? So I just sat patiently because they always come back. Oh, yeah. Yes, they do. So all of a sudden, I think one of the boys said, there he is, Mr. Justin, whatever. I said, oh, he's mine this time. So then I sprayed him, and then I talked to him while he died as he spun around <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> I did. You can ask him. Oh. I said, that's what you get right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I talked to him. You know, have you ever seen in those movies where the murderer or like, oh, they, yeah. I just, what did we just see? Oh, rhythm section. This girl, she talked to him while he was dying. That's right. That's right. I, I'm bad. I did the same thing. That old It must wasp. run in the family because oh. in my house, we have a wasp problem every spring. And they start doing their thing. And I'll start saying, I'm going to kill your kids, your uncles. Oh, yeah. your, I mean, I'm just calling them out and shooting them out of the midair. Yeah. It's very fun for me. Yeah, well, it was a little <laughs> rough for me. I mean, but I don't have any rocks in my yard. So. No, man. When I went down, though, I bet it was shocking. <laughs> you I thought mean, that wasp it took you out? I, I don't know what happened. I was like, <laughs> I just, I picture this 1930s boxing match between you and a wasp. But and it's most wasps do not do that. They they kind of go was special. He said, "I'm going to eyeball this one," mm-hmm. and he did. He and he me. took you down, and I took him down. <laughs> I told him to send him straight to Wash Hell. Yeah. He went to Wash Hell. He's in hell. <laughs> promise you. Well, I am definitely not a camper. I'm a no. cabiner. No. It's just if I'm gonna be in the woods, it's gonna be in some enclosed, air conditioned, climate controlled. They wood are nice. Plumbing. Yeah, we didn't have any piece of, of equipment. It was. I, I'm done with that. I mean, it was check no, it off the list. No bueno. memories made. I think Ian has agreed. He's like, that's it. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> what I. Uh, all right, let's get back into. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I got you distracted. Oh, no, that's all right. So but, let's. What else do y'all got? You but got it does kind of tie in though, because you talk about preparation for camping. Oh god. And it goes back to us preparing to re-enter back into church life. There's a lot that goes into it. They do yes. kind of tie together. You have to think through mm. what are you trying to accomplish. So, yeah. like, if you, you need a tent, you need charcoal, you need propane, you need wasp You don't leave the propane at home. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. So, same as, you know, we were talking about a minute ago about trying to get ready to go back to normal, quote, unquote, which who knows what that is. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really trying to research and think through that and listen to experts. And so, yeah. And it's going to be interesting, like, in the church world, you're right, all this preparation has got to go on. But it's also interesting when you've done it a certain way a long time, mm-hmm. and then you're being challenged to look at that differently. A lot of people don't like that. So you want to go back to what you know and how you've known. And that brings me to, oh, well, look, I got my readers on he now. Got his, Ooh, he got I his like specs this. on. So listen at this quote. Listen at it. If you limit your future ministry to in-person gatherings or over-focus on in-person gatherings, you'll over-invest in a method and you might just miss the bigger mission. Mm-hmm. So these are people smarter than us are going, wait a second, guys, maybe it's changing. Maybe it will look different. And again, we don't know this. I'm not saying that we're we are or we're not doing one thing or another. We're just trying to go, well, because this was an interesting uh, statistic. I did hear, and I think 
multiple preachers are saying this, but when they it may have been outreach magazine, it may have been some, I don't remember because I was doing reading, trying to see these different people. So I can't for sure confirm my source. Uh-huh. <laughs> I looked at about 20 uh-huh. that the more people are, more eyeballs are on church services than any other time in history. Right. Right now, not yeah. before this right now. And their point was that the online availability gave more people an opportunity to watch and engage than any other time in history. Yep. So then you go back and go, so when you just go back, well, just go back to church. That's what we were discussing. We don't know what that'll look like because some people, depending on, everybody's wanting to poll. Like Brian brought up, maybe we should poll everybody. And I'm not so sure about that. But here's my reason why. Mm -hmm. What does the poll give you? Nothing. Well, well, maybe something, no. but I'm going. <laughs> that's that's a little dramatic. <laughs> I, here's my point. Uh-huh. If it comes out and they say, we're going to do whatever, that's the way they feel when they took the poll right. based on the information they had. Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems as if that information is changing Daily, if not hourly. So something could change that you make a very important financial decision on or whatever. And all of a sudden it doesn't pan out the way it was based on getting someone's opinion in. Where I'm going back, to me it's like, all right, God, lead us, guide us. Yes, we're going to pray through that. But try to make the best decision you can. Not based on what people are saying, but based on what you believe as a group of people and people smarter than you outside of it is the best calculated decision that you can make. Now, again, can you ask people, a poll is being done by Christiae of going, are you in or are you out? But that's a direct conversation with the person to engage them, not an anonymous, I, right. I'm not, it's like, hey, man, are you in or are you out? Would you be willing to serve a donut? Would you be willing to eat a donut? You could still do all that, but it doesn't matter if they, change the rules tomorrow and you go no you can't serve them or you should or for conventions that are changing you're just giving them false hope in sure. some ways you're like it's a little premature you're right muddying now. yeah you're muddying <clears throat> up the waters but like where a poll is helping us right now there was this church pulse resource that we're tied into that carrie newhoff does is every week they are surveying us as leaders and we are in it in the information and they're asking questions like when do you think you'll be back in a live service and you said, I don't know. No, yeah. It, but <laughs> this is my point. No, really. No, it's it's very interesting because when they first started, which was right early in the crisis, their answers were extremely optimistic. They were like, you know, oh, you know, by uh, Easter was the first answer. So, yeah, remember, this is mid-March that the yeah. crisis started. And they had churches, a lot of churches said, we'll be meeting by Easter. Well, that that didn't happen. And then it was, oh, we'll be meeting by May. Well, obviously, as this information develops, they're moving that date further and further out. So that's an example of where that, I guess that information could potentially help you check yourself on, am I crazy to be thinking that we should or shouldn't be doing something at a certain amount of time? Because you've got a large group of people that are agreeing or disagreeing. Yeah, I'm saying, but those are leaders of organizations that you're trying to figure out. When you go to your parishioners, so if we put a poll out, because we might, I mean, I'm not saying mm-hmm. we won't. I'm going. It, it, what are you? What are you really wanting to know? Because, for example, this is what's silly about it. In my in my opinion, so if we put this poll out there and we go, are you willing to come back or not? Well, everybody is. I would bet it's going to be about the same thing that everybody else is saying. It's about fifty fifty. Yeah. So and so to put it out there, you can confirm or not do that. Right. But my point is, is we're not even really ready for that. We we would have to figure that out either way. You'd yeah. have to come back and go. They'll well, they'll vote by their presence. Yeah. So I go back to your. I think you're on the right track. Whenever you started with key leaders, staff, yeah, specifically, going, hey, and, and then you said, hey, you talk to your top people and start dialoguing with them about their comfort level based on the information we have today. And I think that's really where we are. Just in case you're wondering, you know, as a listener out there, is we're in the discussions with the people that make the church happen on Sunday morning. Right. 
And that's where it needs to start is with the people that coordinate the volunteers that, you know, set up and tear down, that coordinate those people. Just so that we, you know, let's say June, something does happen in theory that, you know, you can't just turn that on overnight. It has to ramp back up and you have to re-equip the people and make sure they're scheduled. And there's a lot of work that goes into making a Sunday morning happen. Yeah, and that's why I go is, and I could be wrong on this. That's why I think you have to be thinking differently. I I don't think you, and again, I could be dead wrong. I just don't think you think back to what does it take to get back in this building. I think you have to think, what does church look like in the next year to two years to five years? Yes, that might the building may be one component, but it seems to me to be that there's a lot of energy and effort on that side, of which eventually will be there, and we'll have to figure that out. But what my fear is, not a fear, but like concern is, or you go, is if you're not trying, to, and this is just the nature of the beast, if you're not trying to think beyond that, you never will think beyond right. that. All you'll focus on, and you'll get your head right back down into what you're sure. doing, is going, well, how are we going to, Chip's already doing it, like this morning. So are we thinking we're going to do whatever? And I'm like, Chip, we don't know. Right. Because it's the ur- uh, urgency, urgency of the, tyr- the tyranny. Tyranny of the yeah, urgent. I don't remember. I got a lot of sayings <laughs> in there. It doesn't make any sense. But. Tyranny of the Yeah, urgent. so it's kind of like, well, if that's coming, then I'm going to shift. My, I'm not going to worry about trying to make this better or to do this differently. Let's right. just go back to what we were. Where I'm going, it is an, an, a, a unique opportunity to really evaluate how you're going to do those things and the better way possibly to engage people. Well, and some of that's already happening because sure. like, you know, the the online tool that we're using right now has turned out pretty amazing. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback. I've gotten to see some of them myself. That's awesome. So I think that will be ongoing at a whole nother level that before, like before we actually had to do this, there wasn't a huge amount of people watching it. There were some. But now everybody had to watch it. It's their only option. Yeah, so. but I'm, yeah, and I agree. I'm just saying though. But if we don't, here's a great example. Okay, if you got a guy, Chip, mm-hmm. or you, mm-hmm. and you're going, what are you focused on? Right. What is your priority? And you're going a room with a third to a quarter of the people, where three quarters of the people are watching online. Sure. And you're going to go, I'm going to let that product, and this is what he's trying to figure out. I'm going to let that product suffer because I got to get the room set up and I got to have that right. ready for the quarter. And I'm going, and it's the same with Christy A. She's trying to figure out the same yeah. thing. It's like, how do you, and I'm not saying that anybody's right or wrong. I'm saying that that's the the difficulty of trying yeah, to attention. navigate it. It's and definitely attention. Well, and it's going to be, it, it's kind of like we do in Simple Church. You, If you don't, adjust and if you're not willing to change you will be irrelevant right i think the hope for us over maybe some other situations out there is that we naturally are outwardly focused anyway so some of these opportunities that we've had to serve or what have you are not odd for us yeah but here's what i'd say so let's well that because i would agree but Mm -hmm. this is where i'll go back we're horrible Okay. I'll give you some examples that were not. Wow. He's, that's self-critiquing. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just nah, reality. He said, rawr, rawr, rawr. I mean, I think y'all are going to go, yeah. Okay. Bring it. I totally agree. You don't even know what he's going to say. <laughs> Scott's an idiot. <laughs> hey, but for the record, though, while I have a chance to speak, I do love the idea of the community gatherings that you've mentioned before that Carrie Newhoff has talked about. Where yeah. it's it's instead of having the building, it's in the communities and they're meeting in people's homes and you're getting to know your neighbors and all, all right, that. Well, and that may is, be the future. Okay, so it kind of goes along. That. And, okay. and I think we would admit this: we're really not good at it. We we are by the sheer numbers of people who attend mm-hmm. versus what I'm about to say. We're not good at it. Okay, no one should be able to out relationship the local church. Now that includes online as well. Think about this. You have a life group, and so you're skewed in your view. Yeah. The majority of the people that attend the Simple Church are not involved in a group that we built. 
or that we are facilitating. The vast majority. Sure. They are at a level of, I'll watch that, and that's good. They don't necessarily give to it. They don't necessarily make that other commitment to say, hey, I'm going to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So the reason I, if you fight to go back to what we were already doing and you miss the opportunity to change that, you just keep doing what you're doing. Right. So my point is, while you have the the ripple in the water, the uncertainty, you had best be trying unconventional things to see if you can get those people to take that step to go, man, I'm going to engage. Now, I threw out this to staff meeting this week, and I will probably stick to my guns come May 24th when I speak on this. At bare minimum, at the lowest level, the thing that we all could do and should do. Now, obviously, my family can't because we're both doing the service. But to to check with people and go, will you invite one family or one friend over to watch the service together and then do lunch together afterwards? That would double, triple, quadruple the engagement and relationship in the Simple Church that has never existed. Right. So if you could accomplish that, because it's and why what happen is. They don't have to try to meet somebody different. It's like, dude, it's Scott. If so, like, you've had Scott to your house, mm-hmm. and y'all watched, and you ate, and it was a good time. We were. He was a guinea pig. Well, and it wasn't yeah. even really thinking that. It was just no. more like, hey, man, I don't want you to be a long corner. Right. Come over and do it. Right. It was because I was lonely. But we, what, what we want to know is, so like a Mark Perkins. Mm-hmm. So he's a good buddy. He's trying to figure out, I just can't believe I need relationship. Well, then you're already meeting with – he's already in the office – with his coworkers mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's social. Well, why wouldn't we try to go, well, dude, it don't have to look just like it did. It doesn't have to be that you go sit in a pew in the dark or listen to a song or listen to a sermon. You could do that in your home and maybe be more impactful and longer lasting than anything you've done in the, in the in before. Better than a Sunday school class, maybe even better than a small group of 50 people or 30 people. Or You're just going, no, man, try to get them to get to that place where – your best chance to do that is by not meeting right. because it has taken away their availability to see them. So if you try to meet, oh, and why don't y'all do this? Like, I ain't doing that. Right. I'll just see you on Sunday at 6 or 7 o'clock, whatever, 8 o'clock. I'll go do my thing, and I'm going to go home. Where if you're – and I'm, I'm going back to not strangers coming into your house, just the relationship of, hey, man, I know you. You want to come watch at my house? Or you want to come eat lunch or you want to come do dinner? And, like – Amber, which we've had different life group, Perry to Daniel to, I mean, everybody's tried to figure all this I out. I did it for a little while. John, yeah. <laughs> life groups. It's the whole point is never before that I have seen in my recent memory have neighborhoods come together like they are now. Mm-hmm. That's true. So seize that opportunity and go, dude, I'm not worried about you coming back to church. I'm worried about you creating something in your neighborhood that lasts beyond coronavirus, that there is a connection now and a way to make that connection that has the spiritual component that we want to help you on that journey. That's informal. Dude, here's the reason why. We started Simple Church saying a couple of things. It's not about your clothes because church was about clothes. Mm -hmm. Well, in your neighborhood, it won't be about what you wear. As long as you wear something, you're there. You know, uh, it won't be about the structure of the building intimidating people or too big or too large for them to navigate. Or where do I park or how do I get? Dude, it's your neighbor's house. It's right there. It's like, hey, man, you know where I live. You, you right. better. Become. It's not about it's weird. It's strangers. It's like, no, it's your friend. So that's not a stranger. So it's through that relationship. You go, hey, dude, we're going to be eating at the house, man. Love for you to come over. And then you try to structure that to help those people make that connection. Now, here's where I could see it long-term. Does it, like Mark's fear or anybody else's, oh, my gosh, you're saying that, you know, we're never having church again. That's not what I'm saying. If you go back to the New Testament and if you go back to the way things were, in adversity, in difficulty, the church blossomed. It wasn't because they ran back to what they did. Right. It was because they got innovative and they created new ways to accomplish things, including I remember talking about this 20 years ago in like China and when when the church is oppressed and all these things are going on, how it flourishes because 
they're getting innovative there and they're finding ways to navigate the circumstances to further the gospel, to have the relationships. So even the persecuted church and all that, well, it's very similar. We're not persecuted per se, but we are inconvenienced and it is a challenge to be different and it is a way to look at things differently. And in some ways, it's probably would be more rewarding for people. They would probably walk out there and go, man, that was a good day. Right. Because, man, I got a message. I, I could sing if I wanted to sing, or I can listen to the music if I want to listen to music. But, but, but I think what we say, and I think what we believe, and I, I'm saying that sarcastically, is that it really is about relationships, a relationship with God and a relationship with people. So if you can create environments that that relationship flourishes in, and it's easier accomplished without the obstacles, you might just be more successful. Yep. And I think. <laughs> <laughs> like he just went, everybody's just like. No, no. I mean, I, I love that idea. Yeah. I, I this That's just me. I personally. I, love yeah, well, well I, nobody's emailing us, but email us and talk. Actually, no, we did. Poll. We got an email? What? Carl's wife. Thank oh, you, there you well, go. Well, Carl. Okay, here's a great example. Uh, Carl's wife, Susan, and Donnie <laughs> and Lisa. Hey, man, get on the get by the pool and watch it and eat, and uh, then I'll maybe invite there. and invite maybe one other. It's more natural, right? There is a connection that's naturally happened, and then here's the next part of it. So <laughs> before anybody says, "Oh my God," I believe it's in the Bible somewhere in the back half. <laughs> You ready for this? The back. It's oh, in the dear. back. That's the New Testament. That's the New Covenant. Where two or more are gathered, I am there with them. So mm. you think you think that was just like he was throwing that out because he was worried about the church being too big? Or do you think they were throwing that out because there would be times where we're, we're tripping out and trying to figure out the other side of it? Because here, here would be the... The extra little caveat, because you got something you really want to say, you're gonna be able to say it. And I'm saying, oh boy, bear, say that was the new way the church went on. Uh-huh. Not saying it is, but just say that's something that's happening, or something that does happen. I would say that four, six times a year, you do big, large corporate gatherings where all those people come together. Say there's no pandemic. Mm-hmm. Say there's no way you go, dude. Let's come together and celebrate that as the corporate church that it is because truthfully that's why easter works that's why christmas works is because people go dude that's the one time i'm gonna go to be a part of something that's that you can't get in your home or you can't get in any other i was like i want to experience something unique so you plan that you you go hey man we're gonna have x amount of gatherings you're never gonna uh change easter in the sense that that's the big holiday. Now, if you'd have told us that we'd never meet on Easter, <laughs> none of us would have believed that. No. But if you'd have said, like, well, we're going to do that by neighborhood gatherings and there's 100 or 50 or 40 and these things, it could have been done differently depending on these numbers. I say that because the government right now is in control. You are doing what you're doing right now because there is a limit on what we can do. Uh-huh. So say that continues on. They go, dude, you really can't. We don't foresee a number above 250 getting together. That would dictate how you do it. And you'd go, we better get creative. We better get in innovative. We better figure that out. Or just, I'm being arbitrary, saying, oh, that's 50 people or 100 people. Right. Well, that's the thing that we don't know. You can't say right now, oh, that won't never happen. There's a lot that's never happening, never happening. <laughs> so I'm saying you better be going, all right, how would we do that? Or what would that look like? Or what is a way to do that? And who knows? You know, you can just go back and do your songs and sing and bye. See you next week. Here, Here's what I say about that. Okay, good. All I right. Like this. <laughs> I don't know how far we're into this. <laughs> yeah, what, what mark well, are we at? Uh, do the math. 47 oh, minutes. Yeah, we got plenty of time. So I don't think that's totally crazy in the realm of ideas of, of having a couple of couples over and, and watching the sermon on Sunday morning. I think the future is going to be a combination of all of it. I think there is going to be a percentage of people that have found church worldwide through the interwebs that will continue to find church that way and it'll work for them 
and it'll be a great fit. I think there will be people that, if they were to adopt this idea that is necessary right now because of the coronavirus crisis, they would love to just keep hanging out their household with two or three couples, and that would be church for them, and that would be great. But then I think there's another group of people that really do value coming together corporately, you know, worshiping together, serving together, and making that available for people. So I guess my takeaway for all of it is, is it would be awesome to me if all of that was available. And, was, and there were various options based on personality, life stage, um, circumstances, well, availability. And it, yeah, and I think it will because it is. Yeah. But I, the reason I'm saying that, I think the the challenge is everybody knows the other. Mm-hmm. You've done it differently, but they kind of know the other. I think the... The downside to the other, which there's positives and negatives and all that, that you've created in the American culture, you get it and you leave. You, you check in a, and you but leave. But there's an energy to it, too, though. Oh, sure. I'm not saying there's. Yeah. yeah I mean, because I know. Because I know. Good Lord, I've done it for 13 years yeah, in Simple yeah. Church. I mean, I get the energy. I'm saying, I'm not disagreeing with that because I'm not saying your house church from here on out and everybody gathers because it's that's. <laughs> that's what it sounds like, well, though, if you're well, not careful. It's, well, it's, because. I'm telling you that across <laughs> America, all of the research is showing you that the generations behind us, so this is where you're going to be a dinosaur or I'm going to be a dinosaur or you're going to be a I'm pointing to all of y'all on YouTube. <laughs> all y'all. All well, y'all. it's because the pandemic happened and God allowed it to happen for a reason. Right. So if I'm trying to evaluate or look at what are his reasons for allowing it to happen, some theorize, well, it's because they're going to value church more than ever and they're going to run back in droves. I predict now that ain't going to happen. It may be initially. No, I pred- I'm going to go 9-11. Remember when we were 9-11? But initially, like for two no, or three but, weeks. But, but the difference between 9-11 and now is what? You can die. You couldn't die in 9-11 back then. That was people in New York. So everybody ran to the church. But now, what I'm saying is like senior adults now. Uh-huh. They're, they're going, ugh. So my big fear for senior adults is that they're lost in the mix. Right. If there's not a strategic plan to involve them or engage them or help them make connections that are safe for them, sure. they, can, they can disappear quickly. Yeah. Well, like I ran into two senior adults. While uh, getting lunch one day, they both go to Simple Church. They recognize me. I'm sorry, I don't recognize them. They probably them. recognize you from the big yeah, screen. Yeah, they might the recognize big me. You're on the big screen. But <laughs> I was telling them, so I asked them. I said, what do you think? They said, we love the online product. So I said, well, will y'all come back? He said, absolutely not. <laughs> he said, the reason why, though, is he oh, said, boy. I'm elderly. I have diabetes, and I'm overweight. He said, I'm at risk. He said, so I can't put myself at risk. He said, my wife wants to come back and volunteer, but he said, I can't. And the same thing for the other lady, too. It's like, no, I'm, I'm See, I can't I think it'll back. be 50-50. Because yeah. I think you're still going to have – I mean, trust me, if there's anything that I would say that I have been known <laughs> for – I'm trying to be careful in what I say this – that I have been known for or criticized of or appreciate – is the fact that I like big events. So you you're I, if if anybody would be on the opposite of this, I would be the I mean dude, I love Easter. I love a big right. party. I I love when we did water. I'm like, let's go to Watertown. Let's make it bigger. So it's not that that's not what I like. Right. I'm going back to the realism of the world that we're going to be in and what the future looks like. So as yeah. that goes on, I would even say because the, the pendulum has swung in 13 years of multiple campuses, single campuses, no sure. campus. It's like it's because in this generation, it's changing very fast. Right. But the one thing that I think people are built for and that they need, and the reason you're saying that, that what you're saying, I'm saying it would happen in a different way. You're going, well, they want to serve together. Well, they'd be serving together in yeah. a different environment. Yeah, but I'm going to make a, here's a comparison, though, to help you kind of, uh, Look at the restaurant situation. Okay, Okay. so you've got all these curbside availability. So the food is still available. 
But what is it about going to a restaurant that makes it more special than taking the food and sitting in your car or taking it home? I don't have to put it in the trash can? No, <laughs> so the social aspect. Exactly. No, okay, but hold on. I'm going to challenge you on that, though. Okay, so no, you're right. You're it's the this. environment. Yes, and what I'm saying is it, it, it's it's the same thing that I'm saying before. It's the way the environment is done partly. Uh-huh. But truthfully, it's who you're with, right? But it's also that there's other energy around you, and and which I, makes your experience. And I'm telling better. you that the church and a restaurant is a perfect ex- example. Uh-huh. There ain't a thousand people eating anywhere. No, there's not a two thousand. But it's not three anywhere. couples either. No, but my point is, and this is why I'm going back to it, is if you don't f- make the church smaller in some ways, sure. You, it's not going to work. There's a long term. There will be some hindrances to it being able to accomplish what it wants to accomplish. I'm saying that in our environment, we were already experiencing that before the Corona sure. hit. Absolutely. So, and what would happen is, is people were refusing to change. They're refusing to adapt. Right. And I'm telling you now, you got a chance to adapt. Oh, yeah. If you run back to the norm, in some ways, you're going to miss an opportunity that you only get at this time. Yeah. So then creatively, that's what I was saying before, if it's regional, uh, a regional gathering where you're creating that, if it's down to 200 people. The irony is when we started the Simple Church and we did like the Tinseltown location, we had 500 people and thought it was a failure. Well, it was just a financial failure. But it was, but it wasn't just no, but it wasn't just a financial. Well, no, the the real meetings that were going on were probably just not worth it. Well, okay. Matter of fact, I'll give you. I'll even challenge you on that. Okay. You had one of your largest givers at that location that you lost when you shut it down. The largest giver. Yeah, you did. Wow, that's a fact. And that's where I'm. I'm a part of the decision too. So I. So you can't ignore that in that point. We just were going, we were blinded or the times dictated what we thought was right or wrong because it wasn't a bad decision. It was what we did at that time going, well, that's probably the way that we should do that. This is what we believe. Now, but, again. But it came down to cost per seat is really what, what we were. That I know, was, oh, I, cost per yeah, seat. Yeah, cost per seat. Yeah, I'm but sorry. what I'm saying is the irony of all I irony understand is, what you're is, saying. You lost a, 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 an influencer, right? A, a, a great Christian guy that was sure. in, but the reason he came is it was in his neighborhood. I understand. So it was going back to man, hey, we're in this world. So I'm going back to I don't know what the future holds. I'm just thinking, all right, God, what are you attempting to challenge us to do? Because here's the thing: if it's a numbers thing and you won't a large gathering, eventually there will have to be a determination of what that number is right. because it's still going to come back to cost. Why would you rent convention center if there's a thousand people coming? Sure. It's the same principle. So then you go, well, in the new world, if when you gather back together and they don't come or they do come, or you're trying to figure that out, you would be trying to go, all right, how are we going to accommodate meeting those people and more than likely, it's going to be a change of the way you do it. Here's the good news for us, though. Yes, we're flexible. We ain't got we, no buildings to worry about. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, and that's why yeah, I, I mean, get like it. whether it's convention center, what size room you rent, yeah, no. if you go to a different venue. I mean, that's you know, people ask me like, "How are y'all doing?" Like, honestly, we're doing really good because uh, you don't have to worry about that. Side honestly, I mean, hey, you've already that. mentioned it once, but like the, you know, the givers are fantastic as a part of Simple Church, but also we're in a unique position to do just what you're saying, which is to adjust to the reality of the times. And I love the challenge of thinking through what's next. And I love the fact that we're not forced no, back not. into our building because we've spent all the money building it. Because I do feel for the churches that honestly don't have that option. They made a commitment five years ago, 10 years ago, maybe last year of investing millions of dollars into a facility. They can't have these discussions no, because they have to get the people back in that building or it makes no sense. Exactly. And that's, but the reason I'm saying that is exactly that is to go, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a part of the simple church or you are not, you're an outsider, (laughs) you got to be thinking about this, right? 
if you're not thinking about it, it's kind of silly because you're missing something that has happened in no one's lifetime. It's like the big revolution. This is like the the big challenge of navigating how to impact and reach people in the future. And I was going back to, and we're almost out of time. I don't yep. know if we are. Well, I mean, we're at. Oh my god! <laughs> well, we had a technical issue, yeah, so we yeah. had to so start. To explain so why he's pausing. Fifty. We're at fifty-eight, fifty-nine yeah, minutes. He, he's having to pause because yeah. we had a little break. We had a technical glitch. So the he's board doing the froze math, up, right? Yeah, the board so. froze. Also, <laughs> not to take away from this because I want you to finish your point. But when you're done, and before we wrap up, <laughs> I have breaking news. Okay. Okay. So all I was gonna say is. The one thing the church is notorious for, when I say big church, big C, mm. is that we sometimes, very often, uh, don't look at the younger generation. Mm. So we kind of go, well, we're it. It's us. And I don't want to be that guy. So if I'm smart and I'm looking at the younger generation, they're telling you. Now again, the pendulum can swing. So I'm not saying you put all your eggs in that basket. Right. It's not like you just go, "Well, we're ne-. I'm just going micro churches, small gatherings, you know, uh more intimate whatever it is, a different way." Now I'm not saying like our method, we believe in our method. Right. But maybe it's the fact and I and I threw it out there before COVID that I was willing and ready to try something differently. And everybody's like, oh, he may be nuts again. <laughs> I'm like going, why am I nuts to try something? Mm-hmm. People because don't change. Because people, and, and we said when we started the Simba Church, that would not be us. So I don't want to be the guy to go, well, we just always done it that way. We're not really going to do that anymore. We're not oh, going to really gosh. try. Our, that. And who cares if it doesn't work? You just go, dude, that didn't work. Yeah. I mean, man, we tried that, but that was horrible. Or this, so in some ways, now is the time. But you got to find the people who are willing to go, dude. I'll risk it. What do I got to lose? It's not like I'm all. You're not banished. You just come back into the big group, or you right. go, hey, let's try this and go. Let's give it a six months or a year and go. Hey, is this working or is not working? Because if it does, in in again, you won't know until you try. Then you'll look back and go, man, that was. That was wise. Yeah, and to be fair to the people, you know, the governor just released them to try this experiment. Right. You were shelter in place. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm preparing you on podcasts before we get to the – because when I say it, just like <laughs> you, there are – or whoever, oh, boy. they got to have time to process whatever mm-hmm. it is. So if, if, if at level one, phase one, whatever this phase thing one. is, phase you one. go, look, you're not ready to come back to the building because you're scared of your health. Invite somebody to your house that you're comfortable with. Right. That should be your phase one. Yep. Okay, and then if you go, well, if you're okay with that, well, then be willing to, like we're talking about doing small gatherings of possibly like a certain age just so they can see each other again. Mm-hmm. So like if it's a middle age, hey, we're going to Chimby V's, we're going to rent it out, and the first 50 that sign up, it's just so that you can see people because until we get back as a church, whether that's singles or whether that's volunteer groups, like, hey, preschool, we're all getting together. Our setup team, hey, let's meet at this place to eat. Well, that's something that right now you don't have right? other than dumb Zoom. You know what I'm saying? It's better than nothing, but it's not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come hey, on, man. If anybody's listening to that is in charge of Zoom, we didn't mean no. that. It's a great product. It's, oh, it is, it'll do, but let's be honest. How it's staff <laughs> That's meeting. Every, funny. Every one of us have walked out of staff meeting going, "That's just okay." Hey, it, well, it, it met a need. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It meets right. a need, but it's the same. It's just not. It's, it's not, not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. So that's where I'm going back to. But we again, I'm thankful we've had it because you can connect and you're able to get by with it. Right. But it ain't the same. So right. as soon as you're able to get in the room, you're like, oh, everybody laughs and it's a dynamic happens the same way as online it's okay right but i can tell you if you have a couple other people in there I, I, watching a football game is okay by yourself but it's different when you have some friends over sure you know or watching a nascar you can do it and you can take a nap you can take a nap by yourself or with your friends that's nascar it's like a group <laughs> nap or a single <laughs> that's nap. weird picture Bunch yeah, of guys in recliners around that's the TV and that's weird yeah that's, that's, i was just throwing out all right scott what was your breaking, breaking news? news scotty waddy you keep giving us big eyes. By yeah, the way, when we're, in the, we're in the middle of all this. I had to put mine Sorry. face down. Here's what happened. I got my DNA results back. Oh, boy. And that's why. 
Come on. Hold on. So first off, wow. that, that if you're a new know, listener, yeah. You turned in an ancestry. Yeah, this was five, six weeks ago, I guess. I think Angie was really encouraging yes. this. Yes. Because we wanted to know where you're from. And you said you were going to be what? Well, first of no, all, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. I, first of all, the reason why this is a big deal this is, is because I'm adopted. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. I thought. They told me I was Italian, German, Who and Native American. That? The adopted folks. My papers. Remember? Oh, you papers? got papers. You got yeah. papers saying uh, you're Native American? Yeah. You, I don't believe that. Are you ready? <laughs> At all. And then, then I said, I said, I'm probably Italian and I'm probably French. Uh, you what keep I said. saying that you're yeah. French. What, you're what are you? I am not French. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Or are Native ready? American. Here we go. This Wait. You just wait, sir. Uh uh-uh. uh. You got a little Native American. I got Native American. Come on. I don't know anybody with Native I am American. I'm sixty six percent England, Wales, and Northeastern Europe. That doesn't yeah. shock me. Yes. Sixteen percent Ireland and Scotland. So we're relatives. Nine percent Sweden. Sweden. Eight percent eight percent German Europe. Okay. Okay. And one percent indigenous Native American. <laughs> oh, Oh, we got a little engine with us. Yep, and I love that. <laughs> you, know, you know how I said I thought I came from South Louisiana? Nope. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Sweet part, home Alabama, baby. I'm part of the North Alabama Settlers Group. Wow. Man, yeah. let's get a round of applause. Yeah. So you're really probably from England. Like, you're 66% yeah. chance. That's yeah. why you have British and accent. It, and another nervous, exciting news. It has matched me with people who I have DNA matched with. Oh, you got to tune in next podcast yes. for that. And there is one guy that kind of looks like me. What? <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Now, I got my readers on. Yeah. Let me see. Hold on. There we go. Kind of looks like Kind of looks like me. Yeah, he does. Let me see. Yeah. I got to see it, too. <laughs> wow, not kind of. Come on, man. You can't tease me like oh. that. This yeah. is weird, man. Yeah. That's weird. I'm telling you. Might be a brother. Now nah, wow. it says his third, fourth cousin. Doesn't he kind of have yeah. some resemblance, though? Well, of course he does. He's got the same DNA. Of course he does. It's crazy. He ain't in that's one, either, though. That's one of your Talladega brothers right there. Yeah, but yeah, apparently I'm from, from Alabama. That's right. You have 1,034 people in your link tree. Wow, that's a lot of folks. That's Daddy is, got around. I can't believe you got the results in. Yeah, man. that's why I got all big-eyed. Cause I, all didn't know, I, I went, kept trying to look at my phone like what something was blowing <laughs> yeah, up. No, it was like, yeah. oh boy. Big-eyed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a lot of DNA matches. Yeah. Son. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See? That's a cousin, though. Yeah, you can't date her. (laughs) She's a second cousin. That's still not cool. You date her? (laughs) You don't date second cousins. You just don't have no kids. Oh. Could you? Oh. I don't know. That's weird. That made me feel weird saying that. 66 England, Wales, Northwestern Europe, 16 Ireland, Scotland, and three other regions. Isn't that interesting? 1% indigenous indigenous. Native American. Man, that is so awesome right there. Dude, that's cool. I got just Congratulations. That is thank you. Oh man, isn't that boy Angie? Angeris is. Yeah, I will. I will call Angie as soon as she's going to be. And Paula. Paula's going to be excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's what we'll end on that's, right there. That's a, yeah. no better way to end than nope. that, there buddy. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Tune Peace. in. Peace. Peace. You know what? <laughs> you don't have any music. I think the in the freeze, I think it, you it, lost it, it got rid of all the music. All right, I'll do it for you then. You ready? Oh, no. I got it back. I got it back. Oh. Well, that's good. All right. Here we go. I'm going to do it for you. That's all you got.